stand-up historian. Those who tell stories rule society. stand-up historian. My name is Kurosh and I bring this show to you from beautiful Seattle, Washington. As the war continues between Russia and Ukraine, we see a lot of reckless politicians talk about nuclear war and the use of weapons of mass destruction. Uh, one stood out for me and that was Liz Truss in uh, Britain. She's campaigning to become prime minister of that country and she was bragging that she will use the nukes. None of these people, when they talk about it, they have any ideas what they're saying. They just have some political agenda and they say anything to get elected. I decided after listening to all these rants and talks, I decided to put together a show and review the nuclear holocausts of the past or prehistoric nuclear wars. Yes, you heard it right. There was nuclear wars in ancient times. And there is a lot of evidence that proves such a thing happened. So in this episode, we will examine uh, a few of these incidents in the past and what was left of cities or civilizations that they got involved in such a destructive wars. And I hope someday we have more competent, honest, and true servants of people as politicians, not this bunch of corrupt, vile people that we see everywhere in the world. Okay, I don't want to get into the politics of it, into talking about so-called leaders. Let's get to our story. It is no coincidence that Robert Oppenheimer, one of the fathers of the atomic bomb, quoted from Mahabharata, after the successful detonation of the first American nuclear bomb. And thus betraying his knowledge of a connection with modern nuclear technology and ancient accounts of nuclear weapons. His famous words were, Now I am 
become death, the destroyer of words, which is a quote from Vishnu when he was uh, talking to another person. While he was giving a lecture, Oppenheimer, at Rochester University during the question and answer period, a student asked a question to which Oppenheimer gave this very strange and curious answer, which once again exposed his knowledge of ancient nuclear weapons uh, or his belief in ancient nuclear weapons. The student, the question was, was the bomb exploded at Alamogordo during the Manhattan Project the first one to be detonated? To which Dr. Oppenheimer replied, well, yes, in modern times, of course. It is apparent that Oppenheimer possessed some secret knowledge that nuclear weapons had been used in the ancient past in India or areas which are today Pakistan. And ancient accounts of nuclear war were found in many other places. So as the global catastrophe of the deluge destroyed large portions of the civilization, a competition for resources and land became widespread among those who survived the deluge. Competition for resources coupled with ethnic division created by the loss of their once homogeneous civilization eventually culminated into a global nuclear war centered in the regions around the Great Lakes of North America and the Indus Valley and later in Sumer. The existence of radiation and radioactive material can actually still be found in these sites to this very day. Besides there are ancient accounts, recorded ancient accounts of these nuclear wars. And there are annals of these wars. Listen to this from ancient Vedic text. This is from Mahabharata. Of course, it's a translation. It was a single projectile charged with all the power of the universe an incandescent column of smoke and flame as bright as the thousand suns rose in all its splendor. It was an unknown weapon, an iron thunderbolt, a gigantic messenger of death, which reduced to ashes the entire race. The corpses were so burned as to be unrecognizable. The hair and nails fell out, pottery broke without apparent cause, and the birds turned white. After a few hours, all foodstuffs were infected. To escape from this fire, the soldiers threw themselves in streams to wash themselves and their 
equipment. And also there is another one in Bible, book of Genesis, which says, and this is about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and the prophet Lot. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetations in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land, like smoke from a furnace. These are just two examples of ancient, we consider Bible an ancient book, and records and annals of ancient civilizations and what we have uh, still available to us. And obviously these are references to some awesome weapon with extremely destructive forces. But as chilling as these ancient accounts are, what is more chilling is the physical evidence which exists to this day remainings of nuclear war. The southern tip or the tongue of the Dead Sea is believed to be the site where Sodom and Gomorrah uh, lies beneath the sands. The water of the springs to this day is still contaminated. But the most interesting ancient evidence is the ruins of the ancient cities of Mohanjo-daro and Harpa, located in the Indus Valley in today's Pakistan. And these cities are still extremely radioactive. Alexander Gorbovsky in 1966 reported the discovery of at least one human skeleton in this area with a level of radioactivity approximately 50 times greater than it should have been. Such a level of radioactive cannot exist in nature. Practically nothing is known of their histories. We don't know anything about these cities except that both were destroyed suddenly. In Mohanjadaro there is an epicenter approximately 150 feet wide, where everything was vetrified, fused or melted. 100 feet from the epicenter, the bricks are vetrified on one side, indicating an extremely hot nuclear blast, but relatively small in comparison to uh, uh, what may have been possible. Excavations continued to the street level and 
it revealed 44 scattered skeletons, all laid out from a central axis, as if they had died suddenly. They just dropped dead. A father, mother, and a child are so uh, found lying in the street, face down, and still holding hands. It has been claimed that the skeletons, after thousands of years, are, are still extremely radioactive. Even more so than those found in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. In Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they were in 1946. Finding an accurate age of these bones by radioactive carbon dating is very difficult since carbon dating techniques test the radioactive decay of carbon-14, these bones appear to be much younger than they actually are. It is also apparent that these bones also show no sign of violent death. No blows, no broken bones, none of that. And no sign of death through a conventional weapon of the time. And if we believe what archaeology, mainstream archaeology tells us, uh, we, we should have seen some evidence of how these people were killed or died. The death by nuclear attack seems even more probable when taken into account that none of these bones show signs that would indicate the corpses were eaten by animals. And that's a major, major evidence. Even though they were strewn about the surface, there was nothing to cover them. And situations like this, obviously animals eat the corpses. Archaeologist Francis Tyler stated that he had translated etching in some nearby temples and suggested that the inhabitants had prayed to be spared from the great light that was coming to destroy their city. So, in fact, Francis Tyler, he found uh, these tablets which they had prayers on them and he was able to translate them. He was quoted as saying, it's so mind-boggling to imagine that some civilization had nuclear technology before we did. And it's so hard for mainstream archaeology because the ramifications of accepting this is huge. They have to, uh, they have to throw away all their textbooks and start over basically and nobody wants to do that the radioactive ash adds another layer of credibility to the ancient indian records that described atomic warfare other remnants of a nuclear war were found in india between the mountains of raj mahal and the ganges 
The explorer Docamp came upon unknown ruins of a number of huge masses appearing fused together like lumps of tin struck by a stream of modern molten steel or some something that has been welded some tins that are welded and further south the British officials among them uh, J. Campbell stumbled upon similar ruins of a half vitrified courtyard in Rajasthan, India. A layer of radioactive ash was found that covered a three square mile area. It's a large area, three square mile. Ten miles west of Jodhpur. The research into this area continued after a very high rate of birth defects and cancer was noticed within the population living there. The levels of radiation registered so high that the Indian government closed off the entire region. Scientists then unearthed an ancient city where they had detected this very high levels of radioactive and these scientists also found evidence of an atomic blast dating back from 8,000 to 12,000 years ago yet atomic dating proved ineffective once again similar reports have come from other travelers in the jungle areas, reports of ruined buildings with walls, quote-unquote, like thick slabs of crystal. And people turned to pillars of salt. After entering a low-domed building in the jungles, the explorer H.J. Hamilton recalled this. Suddenly the ground gave way under my feet with a curious noise. I got into a safe place and then widened the hole, which had appeared with my rifle butt and lowered myself into it. I was in a long and narrow corridor, which got its light from the space where the dome had split. At the bottom, I saw a kind of table and chair made of the same crystal as the walls. An odd shape was crouching on the seat with vaguely human features. Looking at it from close by, I thought it might be a statue damaged in the course of time, but then I glanced at something which filled me with horror. Under the glass which covered that statue, a skeleton could clearly be seen. Likewise, in the Western Hemisphere, strange anomalies have been found uh, that are consistent with evidence left by atomic explosions near the Great Lakes in the United States. Archaeologists often date material according to the known dates for the geological layers in which it was found. Deeper levels are usually older, 
and the layers above them and near the top. When all the layers are on top of the younger layers, it indicates that this material has been irradiated. So if layers to the top are older than layers underneath them, obviously there is radiation involved. And it making the layers appear much younger than it really is. This is especially true if there is no other evidence that the layers have been disturbed or upturned or manipulated. As with some geological event like an earthquake of uh, tectonic plate movement or some similar massive event like that. This is just what scientists found near the Great Lakes in the geological layers, which would normally be at the level of strata, dated approximately around the end of the last ice age. Large quantities of strange metallic particles appear to be concentrated near the boundary between two geological layers that have conflicting dates. So it's confusing to archaeologists. And these dates are not the way they're supposed to be. This is also consistent with an atmospheric event causing the change in carbon-14 and thus errors in carbon dating. A magnet can also separate these particles from the soil and are identified and by visual evidence of centering and partial melting. There has also been found large amounts of plutonium-239 and uranium-235. Both of these are weapon-grade fissionable material that doesn't occur naturally in high amounts and must be artificially manufactured through a very complex chemical process. At the boundary of these conflicting layers of sediment are also found high levels of gamma radiation. Okay, in other words, whatever happened to alter the carbon-14 was produced in the, in the atmosphere, was extremely hot and radioactive, and consistent with the pattern of superheated nuclear fallout. It is likely when thinking about these evidence that there is no other explanation than that there was a nuclear war in ancient times. Accounts of these wars can also be found in ancient texts. Various ancient historical accounts describe a war of the gods and archetypal transgressions by man against the gods. These accounts invariably depict the wrath of the gods as they smite the rebels, causing them to become the race of the fallen. Legends of the fallen ones always coincides with the accounts of the underworld and a class of beings who exist in subterranean lairs and cities.
I have in another episode talked about Subterranean and the book The Coming Race. I suggest you listen to that if you're interested in this subject. And also from the legends of fallen angels in the West to the legends of Agartha and the Asuras in the East, we find that the smitten ones were forced down into the earth to escape the wrath of the gods who remained in the heavens. And we have found many underground cities. A large number of these cities in areas like uh, Turkey, Gobekli Tepe, and other areas of the world. In 1572, this is a very interesting story about underground cities and civilizations. In 1572, a select and tough group of about 500 German colonists, originating mainly from Prussia and hired as soldier mercenaries by Sebastian I, King of Portugal, to man a garrison up the Amazon River. Later, the group had problems with the local Indians, and during their uh, getaway, they stumbled upon a cave entrance on the side of a mountain. Exploring the cave, they found entrance to deep underground tunnels. Some of these Germans, factions of this German colony, re-emerged in 1647. Okay, let me repeat this. They went into these tunnels in 1572, and some of them, they came out in 1647. This is 75 years later. Headed by German called von Lochner. The colony broke into several underground cities over a period of several hundred years. Cities were established. These colonists also discovered another civilization with linguistic roots similar to German who had descended to earth some 30,000 years ago in response to, a, to an invasion of earth. These people were called the bots and they descended into the earth through tunnels in what is today Iran, Pakistan and Syria. It is important to understand that the surface Germans originated from botlanders who surface through tunnel openings in the black forests in Bavaria. So, I leave it to you. How do you want to react to this story? And I found this story in a fascinating book by Michael Tessarian, which is called Atlantis, Alien Visitations and Genetic manipulations. Okay, the point was to talk about what could happen to humanity if a nuclear war breaks out. There is no salvation 
for either side especially now that many countries they have the nuclear weapon and they could destroy major cities and kill millions of people let's hope and pray that God protects us which he always has done and let's hope that these people these politicians that are for now no one will be in charge forever these guys that are running the politics of our time and our world come to their senses and stop even talking about using nuclear weapons against each other okay thank you very much for listening please feel free to visit my website at standuphistorian.com and from there you can contact me god bless and until next time take care bye bye